Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, countdown to the end of the season is on TikTok. 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 I'm Philip McLeod, one of your hosts here on Saturday Draft Live. Somebody clinging on to a lead and hoping to walk out of this season as the first ever three time winner alongside Chris Lopez, hopefully as a first time winner, the first person to win in their debut other than David Campbell. So I don't think that's your king. Technically, in the season he did it, it was the first one and everyone was making their debut. So I really don't think his really counts either. So, mm-hmm. that aside, I'm joined by David, who wouldn't try and argue with me on that one. A, a David Tool who knows his role, which is to read out the listeners' league. Uh, it's Mr. David Hockney. Yeah, yeah, I know my role, and you can shut your mouth while you're at it. Oh, fucking... <laughs> doesn't sound like knowing your role, you, you shut your mouth, Mr. Fourth Place. Uh, it's a solid fourth place, though. I mean, you might be top of the table, but you've got two teams heavily breathing down your neck right now so I wouldn't write that victory speech just yet I don't write speeches I, I can't know that off the top of my head people should know that by now Why, are, you say, are you saying you can't write? <laughs> no I'm just you know I know what to think on my feet anyway thank you for listening to Saturday Live and this epic banter that's clearly going on between me and my co-host uh, <laughs> yeah regular uh, Alan, Alan Partridge banter right here <laughs> uh, we're going to the top three of the weekend David, sticking with you and your team mm-hmm. uh, six points in third year, Braun Breaker the man who has been your captain he thought he'd be a solid captain through most of the season, then he lost it all, which no one could have foreseen but now you decide mm-hmm. to become your captain yes, so just to make it official Better Mission 2.0 have switched the captaincy from Braun Breaker to the Usos ahead of WrestleMania week. Not that Braun Breaker hasn't served as well because he is currently tied for third place in the top 10 scorers this season with Sammy Guevara and Adam Page, all, all of them on 47 points. And given that Sammy Guevara had the captaincy on him with regular title defences, I think that's had a pretty impressive feet given that Braun Breaker didn't have that many defense as many defenses but with the captaincy applied he still scored just as highly which shows how much of a valuable pick he's been Adam Page obviously as AEW world champion with multiple title defenses under his wing obviously is up there alongside it but I think it just goes to show Braun Breaker's performance this season uh has has hit all the right notes well almost all the right notes shall I say Mm mm-hmm it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Usos this year in New Kittens because it was just announced on Twitter that on Raw they're going to go up against RK Bro on Raw mm-hmm. and they've got Books and Nakamura uh, at WrestleMania, I believe it's on night one. Uh-huh. Yeah, so my thing, I actually wasn't aware of the RK Bro match, but I think the reason we put them on the Usos is, well, four out of our five team members or no, sorry, five of our six are going to be on WrestleMania, and we just went with the one that's most likely to retain. So a title defense on pay-per-view with the captaincy, big points. But the RK Bro, an RK Bro win for them would be magnificent. I wouldn't be entirely too sure about the, the, 
retention there. I mean, I know McInerney and Biggs have got a lot of the upper hand in this feud, but you know Vince likes Rick Biggs, so I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't count Usos as a certainty just yet. Mm. Well, it's I think it's the most solid bet we've got, especially with all the rumours that Braun Breaker could be heading to the main roster. Uh-huh. And if that's true, that does probably mean a loss uh, against Dolph Ziggler at Sand Deliver, which means somebody else will possibly be built up on NXT to beat Ziggler. So just as well you took the captaincy off of Braun to avoid you know, the captaincy being added to a, a championship loss on a, on a pay-per-view. So whether or not will pay off by putting it on uh, on the Usos, we'll have to wait down next week to find out. Talking of WrestleMania, though, uh, we do have Brock Lesnar in eight points, obviously appearing across on SmackDown on pretty much on a weekly basis. Frequent Brock's been around in a long time. He's going to be on Raw uh, next week. He might appear on SmackDown as well, you know, because seeing Roman appearing on both shows, you know, it's part of this whole title versus title thing. Now, it's the first time we've seen Brock, I think, in the top three since we did the since we had that, you know, epic, you know, surge from the nightmares of the North up. Mm-hmm. First, because of the elimination chamber, but then Brock went back down. I mean, Brock Lesnar, for somebody who was never really picked because of how infrequently he appeared, he's, he's appearing in the top three. He's on 69. Nice. Nice. Overall tied with the person who's our number one in the season overall and our number one in the top three. I mean, it's been a, you know, as much as we did take the piss and rightfully so for some of Stacey and Billy's picks. You really can't argue with anything. Even if he loses at Mania, you can't actually argue with how successful Brock's been this season. No, Brock Lesnar's been running rampant this season, largely obviously because of the Elimination Chamber performance. And that actually put Billy and Stacey in first place way back about, about a month ago or so. Uh, but he is joint top of the table this season because uh, he's been heavily featured that much. I mean, those eight points alone were just from his four appearances on SmackDown, because I believe they still have Billy and Stacey still have the captaincy on Brock at this point. So it looks like they're going looks like they're going all in for the, the winner takes all match come Mania season. And tell you what, if, if he does win, that could bump Billy and Stacey up to I would say around middle of the table. Might even overtake uh, uh, Daniel and Jack at some point if if Brock walks out the winner. Even if he doesn't win, I mean, I'm, I think it's a good idea for them not to change the captaincy because they don't have exactly the strongest team outside of that. I mean, Lashley and MVP, but nowhere to be seen. Nikki Bella, I mean, we knew that was going to happen there. Nikki Ash, not exactly doing anything. Damien Peace has been lumped into that. Andre the Giant Battle Royal, maybe he'll win. Bye. Battle Royal win would do them a bit of good as well. Yeah, but Brock, even with the captaincy, uh, but even if Brock loses with the captaincy on it, you know he's been featured in like high-profile spots. He's been in title matches when he does wrestle, so he's been a solid captain for them. The only other person, I'm actually surprised they wouldn't do a bold move, and you know with only a week to go to Mania, maybe this time next week we'll be actually be talking about him as a potential draftee. But uh, Cody uh, getting close to Mania, all the rumors still that he's going to fight Seth at WrestleMania. Mm. You know maybe. Maybe they've currently got two po- two picks that are on zero points. Maybe Cody will actually pick up them, pick them some points up at WrestleMania. Uh, there's, I mean, he rumor has it he has signed with uh, with WWE. So I reckon they'll save it for Mania for Cody to appear. 
if it becomes the opening match of night one or night two even, like, yeah. it, it makes it sense. Just, yeah. Uh, and now in number one of the top three on 12 fights, the number one of the season overall tied with Brock. Still can't believe the success he's been having recently. Like I keep feeling like a broken record talking about him uh, recently. Uh, he's on Calum and JPC and probably the only reason they're those two are on third position here. Uh, Tony Schiavone on 12 points. I think mm-hmm. it's proven that Adam Pearce and Sonia haven't been exactly, you know, late in the world. I don't think Adam Pierce was even drafted this season. Sonia didn't actually do the goat tones that well, but I think this pick here is showing that maybe going into next season, you know, non-wrestling picks may still have a place in the draft. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Tony Schiavone is the, the prime example because he's he's got the same number of points as Brock Lesnar has overall, which is kind of mad now. They're both at the top of the table on 69 points. Nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think JP and Callum have just proven that you know Tony Schiavone as a non-wrestler is a valuable commodity to any draft team. 12 points alone this week. Uh, what I think, though, is maybe maybe they were a bit... Maybe they were a bit uh, hasty changing the captaincy over because RK Bro are going to be defending the tag titles at Mania. I do see them retaining... Mm-hmm. And I think they'd be missing out on WrestleMania points with that. And who knows, it might actually cost them the win this season because they're not that far away from the number one spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then again, I think, you know, getting to win, somebody's doing you this as well, just by not having to wrestle, I can see why they'd want to move to the, the camp to him. And if it turns to be a stupid decision, we can always blame JP because, you know, he's a listener's league guy and that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens with the non-wrestling pick next season on next season from Mania to SummerSlam obviously our longest season so more time for the non-wrestling picks to pick it up uh, all, the, all the more appearance points and also we got William Regal appearing in a seemingly prominent role over on AEW right now maybe he'll be picked up I don't think he's even been he might have been picked in once in a season but he didn't do much as NXT GM he didn't pick up that many appearance points I don't think but I think if you wanted to get Regal next season as the manager of Brian and and Moxley, I think he could do very well appearance wise. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. So then we'll go into the top ten of the season. We go to the official farewell. They're fucking arguing like that couple who are arguing. You know they're on their last leg. Like, why are these two still together? Like Daniel, do you not make a scene? You fucking ruined my draft for me. Do you not make a scene? We're in public. Mm-hmm. That's what they go to in the league our community and draft chat. Uh, they're on 73 points in last place. Andy and Ross, the B-Sharks, on 83.5 points. They've made a captaincy change as well. I don't think it'll do them much. Oh, they changed it too. Right. They've, they've made the captaincy change. Uh, the captain is now Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. It would help if I remember who their captain was before. I assume it Adam was, Page. Yeah, it was Adam Page they had before. Now they've switched to Sasha Banks, largely because I think she's in a title match at WrestleMania. So they're taking a gamble with arguably the most unpredictable match on the card so far. Yeah, but she is in a big like, eight-woman tag. They're doing like basically separating the four teams mm-hmm. for Raw. And on Monday, you know, they're basically doing a big crossover show to the Go Home Raw where they're going to have, I think, Sasha and the only team with Ripley and Liv against Carmela, Natalia, and Shayna Baszler. Uh, 
maybe the faces will get a few good when going into WrestleMania. Who knows? Uh, Billy and Stacey name of the North East points a lot of that on the strength of, of Brock and the fact that if their team was a bit stronger, maybe they'd be further up. And a bit of a jump, Tom and Allen on 107.5 points. Uh, champion Big Bullets, Daniel and Jack, the market was another team that's quickly turned on each other uh, at 119 points in fifth position. Then you and Gary, men are missing 2.0, 133, and it's going about as well as current 2.0. Uh, GP and Callum, another jump, 159 points in third position. Uh, I, I refuse to call them by their, their actual team name. Then you got uh, Jim and Makes you throw up in your mouth, doesn't it? As is the name of this team, Jim and Steven, 163.5 points. The quintessential stud muffins, who are nipping at the heels, and I'm, me and Chris are kicking them like, go, go away, leave us alone. Hmm. They're on 163.5 points, whereas me and Chris are holding on to 166 points. So, I'll, I'll come back to the hmm. thing between me and Jim and Steven going into Mania in, that, uh, in a bit, but David, I think we need to get out of the way now. Please, the penultimate of this season, uh, the Listeners League. Do we have a clear p- picture, or maybe, of who is going to be joining us going in from Mania to SummerSlam? You know what? I actually don't think we do. Because at the minute, it looks like a two-horse race between two of our best uh, performers this season. But in fifth place, we have Stuart Irvin, the collective of greatness, 156 points. Um, not a big, not the biggest scorer this week, but a consistent scorer. And he's, uh, he's overtook Colin Blackburn, you know, of a Listeners League veteran uh, to clinch fifth place here. Fourth place, we have Lee McAteer with Extreme Progress, who has made a lot of Extreme Progress, also scoring 17 points, same as Stuart, uh, but has been a lot more consistent with his uh, with his team picks here. So, But Sonia Deville is the team captain, though. I think that's a huge, huge faux pas, because when he's got teams like Jurassic Express, Bianca Belair and Kevin Owens on his team, I think, yeah, that's what's let him down. Third place, Fraser Graham with Frasman's All-Stars, 169, nice, and a half points. Uh, Fraser has actually been very, very good, consistent this season. Seth Rollins, The Usos, Rhea Ripley, Kevin Owens, a very good team on paper, and a popular last round pick in John Moxley as well. Someone with a very, very good team on paper. I just think he's not had that breakout moment to get him into the top, the top two. But we do come to the top two, and there is only one and a half points separating them. We have Craig Forsyth with insert name here on 184 points. Again, it'll go down as probably one of the worst uh, team names we've had, but you can't deny Tony Schiavone's his team captain's what's keeping him up there. Plus, he's got Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch as well, two huge names going into, into WrestleMania in big title matches. He could easily pull out a win here. But at the top of the table, once again, it's Adam Callier with how much wood could Brom Breaker break if Brom Breaker could break wood on 185 and a half points. Tony Schiavone is his team captain. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Naomi all got some form of WrestleMania program going. The Usos is his tag team, but Alexa Bliss has been MIA for for some time now, and I think that's going to let him down come WrestleMania week. So I think based on their teams going into WrestleMania, I think Craig Forsyth is the is now the bookies' favourite to win the Listeners' League this season. So, But, you know what they say, anything can happen in WWE, and it can all change come WrestleMania week. So, that's the Listeners' League. Well, 
hard to for me to really see how either of them could have an advantage on Amina when both of them have the same captain. It's a guy who's not even in WWE right now, so the captaincy thing is taken out of the equation. And also, I don't know if it's really fitting to call uh, Colin Blackburn a, a listener's league veteran because veterans learn things through their years of experience in whatever field they're in. Colin has been pretty much in almost every listener's league and he's never won. So I don't know if veteran is the right word to say. Uh, he's been at the top of the table more often than not. So I think he's, well, the top half of the table at least. I mean, not like any like like Alan Laurie, for example, he was third one season and now he's third bottom with death to the people. Talk about I mean more like death to his death to his team right now because it's you know it's it's cursed at the minute. But you know what is cursed? Mike Agnes and Mad Dog's cursed crusaders, second to bottom with ninety four and a half points. Uh and of course let's not forget Paddy, whose team is mid table and sitting at the bottom of the table. <laughs> Ironic. Those are certainly people who exist. Anyway Back to the main league, you know, the one that matters. Uh, so, honestly, you know, talking about it's, a, I believe it's a two horse race, and it has been the last couple of weeks uh, between me and Chris's team, McLopez uh, Ruiz against the quintessential stud muffins. And, you know, I cannot miss out on a third draft win when I'm so close, and especially not to a team that has such an inaccurately, it's so inaccurately titled as Jim and Stevens is. Mm. I really you, think you guys have the you guys have the captaincy on Bianca Belair, don't you? We do. I believe heavily this is going to come down to Saturday. Like by the Sunday, we'll know who the draft winner is because not we got to think the Saturday they've got Kevin Owens with the Kevin Owens show, and we have Bianca. But also the same day we have Stand and Deliver with Keely now in the the women's four way and Carmelo in the ladder match, and they mm-hmm. have Creed Brothers challenging for the tag team titles. Even with Stand and Deliver, I think you'll give an indication, but I think ultimately it comes down to what happens on Mania and if, like, say Bianca wins her match, which all logic seems to be pointing to, because uh, I believe she'll make her comeback, you know, on Raw, a big go home brawl between her and Becky, build to the match. And then oh, and Owens either doesn't, if the match doesn't, if the segment doesn't turn into a match, or if it turns into a match, but Owens loses. Then the season might be, but if somehow Owens gets a match with Austin and wins, then I think the season goes to Kevin Stevens. You know what the the X factor might be though for this? I think it's going to be Jim and Stevens' pick of Dana Brooke because she's currently on 19 points and she's the third highest newcomer, highest scoring newcomer this season. Uh, but just below them are the Creed brothers on 18 points, also on Jim and Stevens' team. I think they're actually in a Jim and Steven are in a very good position here to take the lead because I can see the Creed brothers winning at Stand and Deliver. Dana Brooke might have a couple of segments in with the 24-7 titles, so scoring points at Mania over the, the, the whole weekend might actually prove to be extremely beneficial for them. So Rhea Ripley in the title match, I think if Rhea and Liv win, which sounds plausible at this stage, yeah, that would just be the cherry on top for them whereas your team you're putting all your chips on Bianca Belair but of course you mentioned Carmelo Hayes and Kaylee Ray also in their own title matches I'm not sure I see any of them winning if I'm being honest like I don't know deep down I think Becky might just pull out a fast one and get the win over Bianca again after a, a very back and forth match but Carmelo Hayes in the latter match 
that might be a bit of a stretch given that you know there's it's a multi-man match and more often than not history favors the challengers in these types of matches same with the the women's four-way i think mandy could possibly retain if not i think yoshirai could go on a second run now as dave checks the paypal money that Stephen's clearly sent him to big up his team over mine uh Looking at uh, let's, not, let's, let's not take anything away from Callum and JP, though, because I think if they kept the captaincy on RK Bro, they would have had a chance to be as competitive again. But Cora Jade in the NXT title match, she seems the least likely to win the title, but it could be a massive surprise out of nowhere. Plus, Becky Lynch getting the win over Bianca would be huge for them. And they've got Gunther facing LA Knight. So a win for him would just be their cherry on top. Becky winning makes absolutely no sense after everything that happened, especially getting this all started with her squashing Bianca back at SummerSlam. Like, all, like I said, logic dictates that Bianca needs to win this. The Creed Brothers, or the whole thing of the mystery attackers, and it potentially being MSK, which I think it is, and MSK being the match, I don't know how that's going to go for them. I, I've definitely, you know, like, given up on Keely Ray right now, because I assumed that she and you were going to go and get an easy win in the tag title match against Toxic Attraction. But now they've elected to do this four way, which I know she's not going to win. Carmelo, I said it on Central, looking at the competitors, I mean, there's, also, there's a lot of solid people in the, the ladder match, but none of them have really been, looks like they've been built up to be the North American champion. They end such a good run that Carmelo's been on. And I believe mm-hmm. this ladder match is being done to set up the pair, one of these guys to later on beat Carmelo. Because, like, I think it's just a case of, like, Big, big show, you know, weekend. Braun Breaker's leave, probably leaving. Champ, Champ is probably leaving. Carmelo's going to be a guy that sticks around, so we need to give him a showcase. So that's where my comment is. And I, I definitely think it comes down to our captains on night one. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the, the real thing, yeah, I think I keep think, changing my mind because, like you said, that, that four-way for the women's titles is very unpredictable, mainly because you think you don't really put as much care into this. So it's hard to think who they'll favour, like putting the belts on. I mean, if I had to put money on it, maybe I'd be edging towards Naomi and Sasha walking out with them. Mm. Hey, listen, if Sasha and Naomi or Team Living Nightmare wins, myself and Gary get points regardless. But it would help us even more so if one of those teams aren't involved in the decision. And I think... I hope either, it seems like it's either going to be Zelina and Carmella or Natalia that eats the pin. Oh, I'll see. I, mean, I think Natalia and Shayna aren't even drafted, so mm-hmm. it basically fuck everybody up if they walked out with the belts. You know, yeah, and- undrafted picks seem to be a fucked up everybody's title. No wins because Scorpio fucked it for me. Us with Sammy Guevara. Ricochet took the IC title from, from Sammy. You had Balor being undrafted, taking the US title from Damian Priest. Ziggler with you and Braun Breaker. You know what's mad though? I was furious that you picked Sammy Guevara when we were when me and Gary were ready to pick him, and yet they're both currently on the same score. So I guess it worked out well for both of us. Sammy did get more title defenses in the short time though before Brody. <laughs> he was just pretty mad before he lost it. And then again, was not you know was not pull on that thread. But yeah, it's, so it's hard to think what's going to happen with that, that woman's title. But I definitely think going to night one was 
all the like, main fighters, like main people who are being represented that weekend. I think we'll know by night two, beginning of night two, who the winner of this season actually is. Mm. Like EW-wise, Moxley is number one in the top five uh, newcomers because he's a mean Griffith team. But knowingly, recently, whenever he, he gets a win that benefits us, it also benefits fucking Steven and Jim because they've got Brian Danielson. Yep. So now I wish they never fucking even started that team, even though it's been very good in getting bloody team. Like, it's been very good in getting wins. And... You know, recently they teased on Rampage that Red Dragon wanted another shot at Jurassic Express. So if you could hold off maybe two mm-hmm. weeks until the season's done, because uh, I don't think I can stand Jurassic Express potentially losing this close to the end of the season. Uh, I think Red Dragon are a hot commodity for next season, I reckon, especially if they're teasing a, a tag title match with Jurassic Express. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying just don't put it on next week. Hold off and a little bit. Build to it, please. Uh, because- yeah. Preferably have them lose the belts when it wouldn't cost me and Chris valuable points. Apparently, though, they're being redubbed as well. AEW filed a trademark for Undisputed Elite, so maybe that will be their new name going forward when they team with Adam Cole. But they might just keep Red Dragon if it's just Fish and O'Reilly. Ah, Undisputed Elite. Undisputed's back. Yes. I know people who use subtlety, and those people are cowards. <laughs> Anyway, that'll be us for Saturday Night Live. I don't really know what else we can talk about. It seems to be uh, it comes down to very close to like Sandler and me and Nate one, I believe. And we got a clear picture as to who may walk out as the winners of season of season twelve. Is this season twelve? I can't remember anymore. Yeah, yeah season twelve. Yep. Oh, I've been around. See, I'm a vet. I can be called a veteran. That's why I can't remember anything. Rather than Colin Blackburn. Anyway, we thank you for listening to us. Next week will be the final. We promise, at least we can only promise as much as he claims it, that it will be the final time that you hear of the GOAT here in ESSR. He had his final feature show uh, where he's got to talk about Trish Stratus and chat with Gary and tell him how much he loves him. But he'll have his final show next week uh, alongside Jack Graham. A great team, only mildly correct me. And I'm sure we'll have a heartfelt song to play him out for his goodbye, like we did last time when we actually thought he was leaving. But uh, yeah, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're also shedding a tear for the for the ending of the the goat's time on Saturday Night Live. He's only meant to come back temporarily while I took my break, but I came back. He stuck around. Yep. Eva forever. <laughs> on that note, goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week for the finale of the season the most stupendous ending to a tag team season ever. Goodbye. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quiz Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown.